Pi is a SAMD21 based microcontroller board that runs CircuitPython or Arduino code with ease. QtPi is definitely cute, like a little electronic friend. QtPi is equipped with USB-C, 11 GPIO pins, hardware UART, SPI, I2C, and an RGB NeoPixel LED. QtPi is seriously little. It's, it's like a chiclet or a QtPi is expandable with all these STEMIQT sensors and devices, plus SparkFun Quick or Seed Grove I2C boards. You can expand onboard memory by soldering a flash chip to the bottom of a board. And QtPi can act as a USB keyboard, mouse, or MIDI controller with native USB support in every OS. QtPi is available at adafruit.com. Did I mention the price was small too? Live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hey everybody, and welcome to another 8 p.m. Wednesday evening. Ask an Engineer, me, moi, the engineer, is here. Me, Lady Ada. With me, Mr. Lady Ada, also known as Mr. PT to some. Yeah, uh, we've got a fun and exciting jam-packed show full of all the latest non-political news. Um, so you don't have to worry about that. You can have At least CNN. for a few hours, yeah. You can have CNN on the side, and uh, we'll talk about electronics, yeah. stuff happening in the community, stuff happening in making, crafting, electronic engineering, and more. Yeah. All right, on tonight's show, we are... Going to talk about chipping safe and smart. Our entire team is fully protected. They have massive gloves. We have managed to operate in the last 10 months because we have awesome protocols. Check them out on adafruit.com slash open safely. Our entire team thanks you. These are pre-COVID-19 photos for placing orders and keeping Adafruit going. I think one of the only, if not only, 100% woman-owned manufacturing company in New York City. We, we have make, a certification oh, for it, too. We even have a certification for it now. Yay! People show and shell the product. Show and show and shell. They shell. actually get. They show and they, they show. Do have shells they, they they show their shells, show their shells on show and shells. tell every single week, seven thirty p.m. Eastern okay. time. Lady Ada will talk about that. Time travel, look around, world makers, hackers, artists, engineers, current news, and more. We've got some Python and hardware news. We've got some New York City factory footage. We got some three D printing. We've got DigiKey plus Adafruit presents. I on MPI this week we're going to be showing a cool new product from 3M. We got some new products. We got some top secret. We're going to answer your questions. We do that over on Discord, adafruit.it/discord. Join about all 26,000 of us. Um, I'll probably also go over a jobs board thing if I remember to pull up the webpage. Mm -hmm. All that and more on you guessed it. Ask an engineer. Yes, this is so awesome. We got a lot going on tonight. I know. So Let's jump into it. First up, um, when you place an order on our site. We ship it super safe. One safe. of the things one of the things we're doing, so we do this every month. We swab down Adafruit and we send all the samples off to a lab to figure out is there any dead viral load anywhere around in Adafruit. So is we've that managed, the fourth time we're gonna be doing Yeah, that. we've managed not to have like, you know, staff get ill. Um, we do uh, really proactive testing with our teams. They 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 know how to get a test, they know how to keep each other safe. So so far so good. And anyways, so we're doing another round of swab and what we've noticed is it it's out there, but it's not inside of our, our, our building. But it's at um, our door. It's right at the door, literally. So we try to make sure that um, anything that we do, uh, once people come into our facility, um, it is, you know, as a, as much of a clean room as we can possibly make it. So thanks, everybody, for placing your orders and keeping us going. And uh, our team has been safe this entire time. Yes. And when we um, ship you stuff, if you look 
in your cart as you're adding stuff, you can get free things. Free, Lady free, Ava, free, what free, things free. can they get for free? I'm glad you asked. Free stuff includes $99 or more. You get a free Perma Proto half size breadboard. Perfect for when you're building your project on a breadboard and then you're like, I want to make it permanent. So you can solder it onto one of these Perma Protos. Uh, 149 or more, you'll get a free STEM board. We have a collection of about 25 different STEM QT boards available uh, that you'll get free one of. You'll get one of them for free with your order. If you make an account, we'll send you a different one each time. Um, a great way to collect some sensors. I saw some people even posting on social media like, hey, I got this sensor. I wasn't expecting it. It came free with my order, but here's a project I built with it. So you never know. It could spark inspiration. $1.99 or more, you get free UPS ground shipping in the continental U.S. And $2.99 or more, you get a free Circuit Playground Express, an all-in-one development board with LEDs, buttons, capacitive touchpads, and all the goodies you need to write code in Arduino, CircuitPython, Code.org, CS Discoveries, MakeCode, Rust, and more. All right. Next up, every single week, 7.30 p.m., we do a show-and-tell. We just did it. The longest-running show-and-tell live show for the last decade. We do it. Lady Ada, who is on the show and tell what they share this week? I'm glad you asked. We had a whole bunch of people, which is lovely to see. Sean uh, came by with a Blinky Free RTOS video tutorial demo. So if you have an ESP32, uh, and a lot of people do, they have a Feather or a dev board, you may know that it runs Free RTOS. It's a real-time operating system. But, you know, usually in Arduino, that's hidden from you. You don't realize that there's a real-time operating system in the background. But it's really powerful. You can do a lot with it. Um, and so Sean and Digikey have teamed up to make a video series that's free on YouTube. If you've got an ESP32, and if you don't, pick up one from Adafruit um, or your favorite seller. And then go over to the video series, and you'll be able to follow along from uh, Sean on how to use free RTOS, how to use MUXs, how to have multiple threads, what it means, how to share memory, how to make sure you don't end up clobbering one thread with another thread. All that good stuff um, that you can make really powerful projects is a great step up from Arduino when you're like, Arduino's great, I can get my project going, but I want better performance, I want more capability. Free RTOS is where it's at, so check out um, the DigiKey video series from Sean. It's probably youtube.com slash DigiKey is probably where it's at. Um, Trevor also came by. Uh, to represent all Trevors and also give us an iOS update. They've uh, He has added seven, 15 new stickers to our um, sticker app and seven new tarot card readings to our uh, e-ink uh, tarot card reader. So if you have a MagTag or any board that can display one of our, I think, like 35 different tarot cards, you can get a reading every day. Um, Liz came by with, with an Oscitone 555 polyphonic synth with a 555 oscillator per key, which is hilarious. Dandy has a uh, Tindy watch, e-ink watch, and wrote watchy. the first watchy, wrote the first uh, community type uh, watch face for it. Looked cool. It was kind of cyberpunk. Uh, Mark uh, published his first circuit seller article in print, which is awesome. Uh, congratulations for getting in print. Um, from our community of engineers, Brent had a Google Calendar demo, um, got OAuth 2 working last week. You might have remembered seeing that working on a MagTag or a Pi Portal. Now we have Google Calendar native um, authentication and uh, data grabbing. So it actually connects directly to Google. You don't have to use if this, then that, or an intermediary. Goes directly to Google, gets calendar data, and displays it. So perfect for e-ink. Like a lot of people want to have calendars. 
Um, or maybe if you want to have some automation where you want to automate something or, or schedule something with a Google Calendar, this is perfect. Um, Jeplar has an I2S demo for the ESP32-S2 in CircuitPython. Very exciting to see audio playback working there. Aaron made this gorgeous light fixture that just shocked and amazed everybody with 500 crystals and neopixels and lamps. Um, JP showed off this week's product showcase, which was the MCP2221, which is a USB to STEM IQT adapter, so you can plug and play all of our sensors and OLEDs and then write code on Python. So he said it was cool. It turned his computer into a microcontroller. And Don Pedro had a Feather showcase uh, showing a project with plug and play BLE or M4 Feather, and he also published a video. So a lot of good stuff. This week, that's who was on the show time. Come by every single week, 7.30 p.m. It's part of our Adafruit live series of shows. If you're watching this right now, guess what? It's Asking Engineer. It's 8 o'clock. If you were on the show and tell or if you're going to be on the show and tell, Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. It is part of our live shows that we do on Wednesdays. Desk of Lady Ada is Sunday. And on Sunday, Lady Ada, we did the um, ESP32 boards. Yes, we had some ESP32 S2 feathers. I put together two versions of them, and I'm actually getting close to finishing up one of them because I am getting, uh, I got some power data. I wanted to just check up with the company. Um, and I also showed the Nordic uh, Power Profiler 2, which we featured on INMPI a couple weeks yeah. ago. I uh, showed that off, and then we also did... Great search was neat because you showed this neat trick that you can do for green LEDs. Yeah, we actually had someone post in the forums and say, hey, you know, what's up with these green LEDs on your STEMI QT boards? Um, you're using a 10K, you know, we use a 10K resistor as the choke resistor. It seems like a very large resistor. Um, and why, you know, it looks really good. What was the t tricks you did? And it's funny because I actually thought really hard about this LED and how to use it on our STEMI QT boards. So watch this section to hear and read a here all about how and why I picked the LED color I did, the resistor value I did, and then how to find the um, matching component on DigiKey for use in your project. Okay. So that's every Sunday, and we usually have some surprises and more. On Tuesdays, we have JP's product pick of the week. This is the recap. Every Tuesday, we broadcast live from inside of a product page, and there's a discount just for that product, just for then. Really big discount, and then we, it goes away. So you have to watch it live. But here's a recap from this week's. Product pick of the week this week, it's this MCP2221A, and it allows us to plug in USB to the computer on one end, and then an I2C device or other GPIO types of devices, inputs, outputs. Take any of your Stemma QT I2C devices that you may have on little breakouts, plug them in and just start using them right on your computer, right inside of Python. I've got a nice little OLED display here. I'm gonna take info from my computer, my IP address, CPU load, disk usage and percentage, and battery. I'm telling Python 3 to run that code. Now, there is no microcontroller involved. This is just direct. It's the MCP2221A. It's a USB to I2C breakout board. And on Thursday, we have JP's workshop, and every single week on JP's workshop, in addition to projects he's doing, you can also check out Make Code Minute. So if you have like a Circuit Playground Express, plug it into makecode.adafruit.com, and now you're programming. It's really that simple and that easy. There's also beta.makecode.com, which has a bunch of other boards that um, aren't part of the main list of boards. 
But Circuit Playground Express is pretty much the best one to start off with, and a lot of people already have one. It just works. Lots of kids are doing this from home. They're doing uh, remote learning right now. Excellent resource. It's here. wonderful. We spent years working on all this yeah. stuff, so you can do it at home, and now you can do it at home. And here is the weekly Bank Code Minute with JP. For the Make Code Minute today, I wanted to show you the Cute Bot. This is a little robot platform that you can use with the micro bit and you can code it inside of Make Code. So if you look inside of my Make Code session here, I have added the Cute Bot extension through advanced extensions. And in this extension, we have a whole bunch of very specific blocks for driving the motors and lights and sensors that are built onto the little Cute Bot. You'll notice the CubeBot has a little ultrasonic sensor there. So I'm gonna use that in this script. If you look at my code, you'll see that I have set the sonar, turned on the sonar unit. Uh, I've got a variable called sonar and I'm measuring it in inches. And then I've got a little loop that says, if the sonar is less than three, so if it detects something less than three inches away, we're gonna let the left wheel spin at 20%, the right wheel spin at uh, 20%, actually both negative and that, so it'll go backwards. And we're also setting a little headlight NeoPixel color. When that is no longer true, we'll stop the car immediately and the headlights will turn red for stop. On start, I stop the car immediately. I show the, this little icon on the LEDs and then I set this NeoPixel strip so that it's ready to go, which are these little uh, lights on the front. So I'll turn it on here and you'll see it is in its stop mode. When I put my hand a little too close, it scoots away. So this is this cautious little, little friend, little car buddy who does not want me getting too close. We can encroach on him and he'll keep backing up. Get out of there. Uh, so that is the cute bot and that is how you can code it right inside of make code using the micro bit make code. And that is your make code minute. Okie dokie time Kay. travel. We've got a lot of stuff going on so I'm just gonna go right through it. So um Monday is an important holiday for us at Adafruit, so it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It's a federal holiday. Also, one of the things that um, we try to do each year is, uh, especially in the manufacturing sector, is encourage other companies to make this day off for their employees. It's a day of service. Um, a lot of our team members, uh, it's a day off, but they also do charity. They also uh, figure out things for their community that they've wanted to do. It's just a day that we do every single year. And so Monday, um, some of the team is using it as a float. So if there's uh, orders or things that you're expecting to happen on Monday with Adafruit, uh, it'll happen. It just might not be instantly. And uh, if it's helpful, you can check out our website and you can see uh, our list of holidays that we do. And um, especially now, um, this is a really good holiday for everyone to come together. And I think everyone needs that in some way. It's a good reminder. And uh, we'll have uh, some posts and more, but this is one of our favorite quotes. Uh, Any labor that uplifts humanity has dignity and importance and should be undertaken with painstaking excellence. So I think there's a lot of things that we all do or can do that lifts each other up and boy, do we need it. So something to think about on Monday and more. One, one thing that could be a good, uh, if people are think, wondering what, what can I do to help this MLK day? If you know someone who is over 65, over 75, who uh, can get vaccinated and they need help Registrate in New York at least. You have to Good register online. Good segue, Lady Ada. Um, mm. So here's what we did at Adafruit. Yes. So in New York, yeah. So in New York, um, we have paid time off for our team, 
if they know anyone 65 or older who needs computer help to register because it's appointment only. And the other thing we did is we reached out to Apple, Micro Center, Microsoft, um, what was the other one? Uh, Best Geek Buy, Squad. Best Buy and Geek Squad. And all of them got back to me. And the idea is, hey, y'all have store hours for elderly to keep them safe. Could you have it so when they go in for those store hours, they use the computers to register so they can make an appointment to get vaccinated? Um, so that's the idea. And so these are all things that people can do. So if you're looking for things to do, that's one of them. A day of service is a day of service, uh, being kind to each other. Um, it, hey, we need it, man. Yeah, like if you know, if you have computer skills right now, there's a lot of people who don't or they don't have access. And a lot of states, in fact, all states are different on how they do the vaccine distribution in particular. So that's something you can do. So anyways, now I don't have to go to the news item. So that's what we're doing. Um, also, Adabox, we're going to be shipping March-April timeframe. Um, because of the popularity of the last one, um, we're probably going to be sold out way before. So there's only a handful of slots open. So if you're going to do it, you should probably do it now. Yeah, there's. Um, we are not going to guarantee March delivery because this Chinese New Year, um, which delays all shipments, of all components around the world and other places that we get components from. I mean, it's Chinese New Year also affects, um, you know, uh, Vietnam and um, Taiwan and Hong Kong. We, we, it's not clear if this, if this holiday is going to end up taking longer. Like last year's, um, it ends up delaying things a lot more than expected. So we want to give people uh, the heads up. It might be a little bit later March, a little early April. Um, but if you do want to sign up, uh, please do, because we only have a couple dozen slots left. Usually we have a couple hundred. We do not have a couple hundred. We only have a couple dozen. And we cannot create new slots because we no. have to order everything ahead of time. Okay, next up. Um, I have some Hackaday news. Whoa! Yeah, so um, not next week, but the week after, we're doing a hack chat. Wait, I am? Yeah, you're doing a hack chat. <laughs> oh, no, I forgot. What is it about? <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be revealed later. Um, so just pencil in your calendar, not Wednesday, next week, the week oh, after Oh, wait, is that. it about that thing? It might be. It's about that thing that went down. It could be. Ooh. And um, just a little background before I go into the next thing about Hackaday. So I started to site, I think it was like 16 years ago now, maybe 17, I don't know. And uh, that's my logo. Um, it's theirs now. Um, and then I retired essentially when I thought it was going good enough and I had this like Hackaday manifesto of all the stuff I wanted to see and like who knows if it would work out but I wanted to go work on Make Magazine. Make Magazine wasn't out yet, it was about to come out yet. And one of the things that people still contact me about is they say, hey, sometimes I'm scared to post my comments, uh, post, to post my projects because the comments online and sometimes specifically Hackaday. Now they've done a lot of work in the last years specifically on the Hackaday.io site and events. But the comments on Hackaday was the one piece I'm just like, hey, here's some ideas. And so... Yeah, we're much more diplomatic than I. So <laughs> so here's the thing. I think people, and this is what other makers have told me, they were worried that if they approach Hackaday with this, they, they wouldn't they'd get punished or their, their stuff wouldn't get written about. And I, I basically say don't worry about it because, like, you know... We're Adafruit, and I know Hackaday is not going to cover Adafruit, Adafruit stuff all the time anyways. Um, but since I started this site, I think I have a unique um, inroad to the, the team that's there. So uh, what I did was I put together some notes from uh, a chat that I had with some people that had this as a problem, and I came up with actionable things. And the Hackaday team did it. So here's the thing. If you go to the Hackaday comments now, there's a new update. Right before you hit reply, before it just said, hey, you know, we use a spam thing. Now it says, please be kind and respectful to make the comments section excellent. And they link to a 
comment policy. Yay! So they now have an editorial and comment policy that's super clear. Now, Does this solve everything? No, but no. it is a step in the right yeah. direction. And so I started this Friday of last week, they, yeah. or the, maybe the week before. Yeah. And uh, this was... This was before kind of the big giant conversation that's going on right now about moderating communities and having good codes of conduct. Yeah. Um, so this is completely separate from that. This was just, hey, like, I think there's a very simple, easy thing you can do because they're using WordPress. It's based on the same thing when I worked, when I made the site um, with the team that I was able to work with at the time. And um, I think we're going to just start to see more online communities, see how important it is to be inclusive with yeah. all skills and all stages of making. So anyways, thank you, Hackaday team. Yay. Thanks so much. Um, I sent a thank you note. I was going to do a post about it, but just this ain't, this ain't the week to talk about online stuff, I think, like this. So um, I wanted to mention it on the show. And uh, anyways. Yeah, thank you. This is, you know, this is like my kid. Um, and it's neat to see a team of people still carry on a lot of the stuff I wanted to see the site do. So anyways. Okay. All right. Next up. Time travel. Um, more stuff that's going on. So if you saw our show and tell, you saw that Trevor said he worked on the latest version of our iOS app. We with have stickers. 15 more stickers. The 15 more stickers. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a twofer. I'm going to show the sticker overview video. Trevor's the iOS developer on this. And then I'm going to show the latest update. So it's going to be one, and then we'll show the stickers on the other side. Adafruit now has stickers. Oh, like for my lunchbox? Uh, not exactly. It's for your iMessages. Oh, but where are they? Oh, well, open iMessages, tap the App Store icon, search for Adafruit, and download. It's free. Then, whenever you need to spice up your text, open up Adafruit stickers, drag, and drop. Hey, nice icon. Yeah, and it's not just you in there. There's Blinka, Minerva, and Hans, and the rest of the Sticker Playground crew. Whoa, that's a lot of stickers. It is. Okay, so we have a lot of art, and so now, as we add more art to our like Adafruit catalog, we add more of these stickers. So this is like the first round. It was a lot of electronic components, and then we added some, some blinkers, more blinkers, blinkers and stuff. And uh, this is just like neat ways to, you know, when you're texting, some of the default stuff is okay, and there's emojis, but a lot of us like talk to each other, and this is super fun. So you can just find some of the... Oh, Sleepy Blinka. Yeah, you got Sleepy Blinka. So this is like, you know, just the latest and more. So you can send it off to a friend, and it's like, oh, I'm tired right now. And I'm sleepy. Yeah, some of us only speak in CircuitPython. Yes. Okay. All right, next up. Um, if you have your phone, get it ready. You ready. Get your phone out. Get your phone out. Scan this QR code. So this QR code goes to our TikTok. So we have a TikTok now. And TikTok also has its own form of QR code. Did you know about this? I didn't. I did not. So Is it all like a, like a Snapchat? Yeah, it's its own little, Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so if you have TikTok, you can scan a code. But this is also just a QR code. That will take you to tiktok.com slash uh, at Adafruit. Yeah. And we're experimenting with these really short form bits of content because there's a whole group of youngins that want to know about how electronics work, about how manufacturing works, the difference between an Arduino and a Raspberry Pi, and 
Uh, we did one last night, so I wanted to show this little one-minute vignette we're experimenting with, and then I'll talk I'm about... I'm just trying out, look. And then I'll talk about why I think this is good for anyone who makes things to think about using this as a documentation and a little how-to platform. So take it away, Lady Ada, for 59 seconds. What's the difference between a Raspberry Pi and an Arduino? Well, a Raspberry Pi is actually like a small computer. You can run apps and video games, connect to the internet, and do really complicated projects. Whereas an Arduino is more like a toaster oven or a graphing calculator. It does one thing, but does that one thing really well. So why would you choose one over the other? Well, if you have complicated projects, you'll want a Raspberry Pi. It's like a car. You can fit all your friends in it and go really far and really fast. But it takes a lot of time to start up. It has an operating system. And it's not good for battery-powered projects. You need a lot of gas to get where you're going. And if it breaks down, it's going to be harder to fix. There's a lot of maintenance required with the car. Whereas an Arduino is like a scooter. You just jump on it and you go. It boots up instantly, and even though it only does one thing really well, it can do analog or digital electronics and weave through complicated hardware with ease. So sometimes you're gonna want an Arduino, and sometimes you'll want a Raspberry Pi. Okay, so uh, this is like, I guess I'll call this the maker business section. Yeah. So Adafruit usually has a lot of followers and fans on each platform, and the reason we do this, we one, I think we have good content, but two, we usually try to tune whatever we're posting to that particular platform. What are people's interests? So Instagram has basically turned into what do I, what do I have and what what can I make you feel I'm bad on about? Vacation. <laughs> what can I make you feel bad about? Or, I have a vacation. Or what home. can you buy? It's basically shopping now, yeah. which is that's what they do. It's very consumer. So they do. Consumerist. There's yeah. stories. There's other things, but you know, it's also a, you know an older platform that is you know very brand heavy. So. Um, Instagram really isn't a place where people show what they make. It's not really that. Okay, so let's look at YouTube. YouTube right now is going through, you know, their their decision on what type of content is going to be important to them. So they have influencers. They have, like, it's kind of a machine. It's like if you're on YouTube, you're, you're doing a certain type of video every day. You're... Um, you're doing it for the advertising. You're doing it for the views. Yeah. And it's a little bit on the extreme side. And um, when we were talked to by YouTube, they said, you know, be more extreme, essentially, if you want more views. And that's not really what we're into. It's a, we, so we use that, you know, long-form things, live stuff. Um, then there's other places. So LinkedIn is more business-oriented. Yeah. Put, so we put more things about, like, our maker business, our company there. And the, the big difference, because I think the, the video platforms get confused. Oh, Twitter. I think we all agree. Uh, <laughs> Twitter's been kind of weird lately. It's so. like for journalists <laughs> to, like, it, it's Dunk for, on other journalists, yeah, pretty much, right? It, Politicians. There's some growing pains um, with, with what Twitter is. I'll, I'll say this about Twitter. It is a, a unique thing that's happened to humankind where you can make someone feel so bad so far away for so long. And we're not used to that. In the Back in the day, you had to, like, travel to a mountain to make someone feel bad or, like, get in a boat and, like, go make them feel bad or, like, get in a car and, like, plan it out and go make them feel bad, take off work to go no, and make them feel bad. No, there's a lot of effort you to make somebody feel bad, right? The instantaneous nature of making other people feel bad so far away is a little, is, yeah. it's a little heavy to, yeah. to, to unleash this on the people. So anyways, yeah. so, you know, just to boil it down to, like, the two comparisons what I think good people make. So Instagram is about what you have. And TikTok, the way we're using it, the way we see a lot of young people use it, is what I do. Yeah. This is what I do. This what is what I'm I make. What interested in. This is who I take care of. So there's neat ones like, here's how to like, uh, I have a horse and I have to like clean its hooves. And they do really beautiful annotated videos about this. So that's basically what we're doing. The other thing is there's a collaboration nature of it 
for makers that I think is going to be really neat. So I'm going to play just a little clip of this sea shanty duet. And it I is love so, the sea shanty. It is so neat. And you can imagine people being able to do music together like this and more. So anyways, um, I'm going to play this just for, just for, like, just for 30 seconds. The pit to see the the ship was a belly of tea. The winds blew up her bow, up down below my belly boys blow. Soon may the weller man come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tongue in is done, we'll take our leave and go. I just like so, the froggy. Sorry about that. So that's the... That was me doing with myself. Yeah. So, <laughs> that, so that's our TikToking. You can scan on your phone and install the app later. Um, and so that's what we're thinking is like, these are really neat short form ways to tell a story, but also participate in a place where a lot of young people, this is going to be the first time they see electronics, the first time they see a lot of these things, the time lapses that we do of the manufacturing techniques that we use at Adafruit. Um, are really popular. So anyways, check it out. Try um, it out. We'll always tell everybody what we're doing and why, and that was one of the things. Next up, congratulations, Feather M4. You have been overclocked. You are have fast. been cataloged. You are now the fastest um, M4. M4 that's out there. Um, what well, is, the, what is this about? I thought it was interesting. This was just a post from uh, some folks doing TDML, and they... They had been doing uh, projects with the Feather M4, and they're like, you know, the Feather M4 is, is fast, but it doesn't seem super fast. And I said, well, are you are you optimizing and overclocking it? And they said, no. And I said, you should try it, because it's it's quite a speedy processor, um, thanks to the built-in flash memory and um, uh, Cortex-M4 and DSP speed-ups and all that good floating-point memory uh, support. And they did. And you can see it's not as fast as the M7s, right? All the, the green bars on the left are the M7s. But it's within spitting distance of them. Like you can see here compared to, um, you know, M0s and 8266s and, and stuff um, and Arduinos. And even um, the M4, the one on the very left is the uh, uh, Nano 33, which is a um, NRF52840 uh, because you can't overclock it. It's stuck at 64 megahertz. So, yeah, the Feather M4, it's, it's an, it's, I love this chip. It's a perky little processor. It, it's perfect for, it's easy to use. It has, like, the ease of use of a Cortex-M0. Um, that doesn't have the complexity of the M7 series. Um, we have Arduino support for it, CircuitPython Python support, and it's a, I like it. It's nice and fast. That's why it's, it's okay. been my favorite processor for, like, two years now. All right, help wanted. Um, we have jobs.adafruit.com. Yeah. And uh, one of the cool things that's happening with jobs at Adafruit.com is the type of jobs we're getting. Yeah. Um, if you are someone who wants to run the open source uh, initiative, the biggest one, they're looking for an executive director, the OSI. Um, the Python Foundation is looking for a director of resource development. Hack Club is looking for a community game designer. Um, well, Altium is hiring. Altium These is looking for... These are some nice-ass jobs, the, man. Yeah, uh, this is Altium... They're hiring a PCB manufacturing technician. Now you're probably wondering, what are the why are these jobs here on the Adafruit side? It's because our community is the type of folks that they want. Lady Ada and I are the only people that approve the jobs that are on there. There's no sketchy ones, there's jobs. no scammy ones. Yeah. And then when we see companies or or organizations that have a really interesting job that we know that there'll probably be a good success rate where someone in our community will see it and maybe apply for it. We reach out to them and we say, hey, like you should put this up on our jobs board. And they always say, like, oh, really? This is great. How much? And it's like nothing. Zero. It's this good. Is our These are good jobs. You. And this isn't like, you know, like, I know people use like Indeed or Monster and it's like full of spam and junk and fake stuff and scams. 
all these are real jobs by real people who are really hiring. And I think because you're, if you apply through the Adafruit Jobs Board, they know that you're part of this community. Um, yeah. It's a lot, it's, you know, it, it's a lot better than just cold calling. Cause you're like, look, I, I know the OSI, I write open source software, I contribute to this open source community. Yeah. You're gonna be a much better pick than somebody who's like, hey, I just got my MBA. I don't have any open source anywhere on my skin. I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. right? This is this is a, a way better way to get a good job. And a lot of jobs now are totally cool with remote. So, you know, a lot of people who are that like, happens. I don't want to move. You don't have to anymore. It's that a good happens. thing. All right, next up, um, Radio Shack has new owners, and uh, we reached out to the team that owns Radio Shack. And some people know the. Uh, New owner. It's the new group, um, EV, and a lot of people know uh, the chairman who's running it. It's Ty Lopez. Um, A lot of people remember Ty from the YouTube video series where he had a Lamborghini and a library. So Lady and I interviewed Ty, uh, spent about, I don't know, 40 minutes or so, talked about why they bought Radio Shack, um, what are they going to do with it, things to avoid, Ways that we run Adafruit. Business models. Yeah. Uh, I gave them hints on what not to do. I, I think I spoke for the community um, on some of the things that... It was we, a good interview. We wanted Radio Shack to do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting, right? They're going to do... Um, they're going to sell online. They're going to do some custom products. They're going to do drop shipping. And, uh, you know, kind of like a Tindy-like, Etsy-like um, selling service. So yeah. I think it could be an interesting um, addition to the community. I think, like, there is... There is a place for Radio Shack to exist. I think that, you know, one of the things they mentioned was they wanted to curate and have good quality. Um, so I think, you know, yeah. and, and I, we were joking after this, but in the middle I, I say Radio Shack's motto should be Radio Shack, the place you get parts to do crimes. Um, but I think that's kind of a cool thing about it. It's a kind of an edgy company. I mean, like people get scanners or they would, um, you know, get satellite dishes and they'd hack them. Like it is a little bit of a hackery company. It's yeah. got a history of... I thought that Radio Shack could go back to the roots and be the place where you got education on how to do these things. So, you know, back in the day, I had worked with Radio Shack a million years ago, different iterations of Radio Shack, also make magazine Radio Shack. There was a partnership. Pre-times. But, um, you know, one of the things that they had was, you've got questions, we got answers. So, you know, online video chats, there's there's one that I go on once in a while called Clubhouse where people talk about things. I go to, like, the hardware and the manufacturing ones. But I thought that might be a good one. Um, And then also I think in particular because Ty has interest in this, is, you know, a lot of people don't know what crypto is and it would probably be good for a brand to start represent educating people about what crypto is. So I thought Radio Shack might be able to do that. Also, you I'm know... sure he's into crypto. A, a rebranded... Yeah, yes, a rebranded um, crypto hardware wallet. There's a lot of things that I think Radio Shack can do to, like, change the nature of the brand. Like, how do you monitor... Like, so what's the most modern thing that you can go? Mm-hmm. These are a lot of things. And so um, I think... Ty is probably one of those people. He's out in the front, and he's one of those people that people say that's a thought leader, that's someone who's into all these different technologies, doing businesses. So we'll see. He's also bought up other companies like Models, Linen, and things. Um, and so, and these are like premium brands. Like I was like, well, I've heard of all of these. I yeah. know what they are, and they are they have been trusted. They just couldn't make it in retail. Yeah. So you know, moving it to online. And we also talked about, like, competing with Amazon. I mean, this is a very... So are we. That's why it was a fun thing to, like, hey, like, here's how we compete. Why are we still alive? Yeah. So anyways, um, check it out. And uh, we're going to keep doing more interviews. I think, like, out of all of the... I, like, I saw a Forbes thing, and I, fo- I saw other things. And, like, the journalists are just not into this. Like, we're really into this. And I think sometimes 
what you want to do is find people that are in the industry to interview the the folks that are doing something like we're, yeah. we're probably always going to interview whoever's in charge of Radio Shack for the rest of my life because it's been like four times now and we're going to keep doing that because it's interesting you know it's like this is what our a lot of people in our maker world are like oh I used to go to Radio Shack what's up now yeah anyhow interesting stuff go check it out yeah all right Python on hardware news time blinka 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 it's the blinking news okay you want to yeah, this Snake week. Snake our way through it. Yeah, this week we have the CircuitPython R1 release candidate zero. It's out now. A couple things that change fix the initialization of onboard NeoPixels. Yeah, we have some wrong math. We've updated um, ULabs, a bunch of NeoPixel fixes. Um, we're getting really close to releasing 6.1, which is going to add so much ESP32 S2 stuff. Um, we have added more, you know, uh, sleep modes. We've um, added a couple new boards, uh, good stuff. We're just slowly making our way. We're doing a lot of bug fixes. Um, so, folks, if you have a CircuitPython board and you're running 6.1 RC0 and there's a bug in it, please open up an issue. We're doing a big bug hunt right now. Blinka is eating as many bugs as possible. Yeah. Um, and then we did it. Um, it's a minor update, but it's actually a big deal because we wanted to have text about what is Blinka. So the .org site slash Blinka has an explanation about what the CircuitPython Blinka compatibility layer is for uh, single-board computers. And we summarize it as so. Blinka brings CircuitPython APIs and therefore CircuitPython libraries to single-board computers, SPCs, and is a pip installable Python library that runs in a normal desktop Python. The CircuitPython runtime isn't used. CircuitPython libraries can also be installed via pip. Cool so stuff. Check out the guide for more details. And um, that's the distinction, but they are related. So that's how you know. Um, CircuitPython 2021 entries, if you haven't sent in, please do. Um, we have the latest post and a kickoff post. This is basically what do you want to see in CircuitPython in 2021? Yeah, it's been a couple years. Um, CircuitPython has gotten really mature. Um, you know, we're adding more and more chips. We're adding more and more support. Um, I like that we're getting to a lot of the things that people have wanted for a while like sleep modes we actually have a, a sleep system like a way that we manage deep sleep and light sleep in circuit python now um, that was really important for the mag tag that was kind of the driving force behind it we also have um, espressive chip support now tensilica which is super cool and um, more chips coming a lot more blinka boards came in so i feel like we're getting in a really good spot when it comes to like maturity but is there other stuff you want to do are there th projects you can't build um, that you would like to with CircuitPython, or you want to show off a project you did build and you're proud of, um, the 2021 post is a great place to put it. Deep dive with Scott. Streams current work on Discusses, CircuitPython 21, uh, 2021. And then you can check out all the different projects that we have. This all is right. Woven User Light. User interfaces. Yeah. Watches. NeoPixels. Chuck Yeager. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't even know. Software defined radio. These are cool projects. Yeah, Button this is boards. a smart pill cabinet. This Ooh, is Open Telegram. Source Intercom. This was cool. There's somebody yeah. built an intercom in their house. All about MicroPython and a bunch of like cool Python things. I, th I thought these were neat. Some Lua to Python conversion. Yeah. And I did uh, like, uh, speaking of Hackaday, there was a neat article about the shell and microcontroller programming uh, using REPL. So as more scripting languages get the microcontrollers, you're going to see more articles like this because a lot of people are like, whoa, I can use a REPL on a microcontroller now. Um, 
can also check out their machine learning projects, yeah. Python tutorials and libraries. It's not just Python on hardware. It's also just like Python. They're coming soon. We new have stuff, the new guides. learning guides. We are so close to 300 libraries. We're up to 290. Oh, wow. We're going to hit 300 in like we're a gonna, week or two. We're going to hit 300. And then yeah. we have upcoming events. Uh, Lady is doing a talk about Blinka at LinuxConf AU. And then we have PyCascades, Open Hardware Summit, PyCon, and more. And that's the Python on Hardware News this week. Blinka, Blinka. And speaking of open source hardware, we're an open source hardware company and we have three, almost 3,000. We're going to get there soon. 2,398 guides. Lady Ada, what's on the big board? Getting close to 2,400. Uh, yeah, we got a couple of guides this week from Carter. We have a MagTag dishwater status guide. Um, so the reason this guide is cool is um, we're using the pin alarm capability that we just added that the accelerometer wakes up the microcontroller when it's been moved. So um, it displays the clean graphic, and then when you twist it, it displays dirty. So as you, as you turn it upside down, it displays a different graphic. And we wanted to show this as a demonstration of how to use an accelerometer to wake up CircuitPython from a deep sleep mode. Um, and so it can do stuff. And also we show using the buttons to wake up as well. So a, a, a good project uh, for folks who've wanted to use um, deep sleep with a pin wake alarm. Uh, it's a great demo. Uh, we also have uh, dual, dual, dueling Google Calendar projects, um, one for PyPortal and one for the MagTag, but it's kind of the same code behind all of them. Uh, Brent um, got OAuth2 and Google Calendar authentication working with CircuitPython, which is awesome. So these projects will connect to Google's um, API endpoint and will grab any calendar that it's authenticated and allowed to read. So you can have it display holidays, you can display your own personal calendar, meeting room scheduling, whatever you want, um, all natively and uh, without using if this and that or any other intermediary. Um, so check it out. I did it today. I tried it and it worked wonderfully. And I, I made a little thing that told me that it's time to do Ask Engineer at 8 o'clock. And now I'm here. So I made it on time. Good work. <laughs> Okay, more guides ahead. That's right. Got tons. Yes, yes. We're see. slowly spinning up this year. You're going to see. A bunch right. came in at the very end of the year, and now we're all taking some breaks. We'll get back into it. All right, next up, some made in New York City factory footage. Take it away, factory.
and it wouldn't be factory footage unless you saw Disney burrowing a tunnel to the other side of the earth across the street <laughs> from Adafruit. Um, yeah, they're, they're digging. It's the most consistent thing in my life at the moment. Um, and then a beautiful sunset in New York. Well, we're finally getting longer days, I think, than yeah. sunsetting at 4.45, not 4.30. All right, 3D printing, and we have two videos. Uh, the first one, it's a little bit longer than usual, but y'all are going to like it. This is our video to tell everyone what Feather is. No and Pedro mm -hmm. put together, and then we're going to do a speed up. So we'll see you in about three minutes all together. See you on the other side. Feather, and then a speed up. Take it away, No and Pedro. Feather is Adafruit's line of microcontroller development boards that feature a wide range of chips and onboard sensors. The main board is the Feather. It has the microcontroller that will run your code. There's a whole ecosystem of add-on boards. We call them Feather Wings. You can prototype with a solderless breadboard and use header pins to easily take the Feather in and out. The Feather format is a standard that uses a 12 and 16 pin headers with 0.1 inch spacing. Most boards feature this small size, so it's compact for most portable projects. But these boards don't have to be the same size to be Feather compatible. As long as they have the same headers, they can also take on feather wings. Feather wings can snap right on top of a feather with the use of these socket-style header pins. Multiple boards can be stacked together so you can make a complex circuit. With built-in USB charging, you can power your feather off a LiPo and recharge it over USB when the battery gets low. If your project needs a screen, there's lots of different options like an OLED, full-color TFT, or even e-ink displays. Most Featherwing displays feature socket headers with additional pins so you can still break them out in your circuit. For non-stacking projects, you can use the doubler or tripler to spread out your Featherwings. Feathers can be programmed in Arduino and many can also use CircuitPython. CircuitPython is an easy-to-use flavor of Python that's great for beginners who are just getting started with electronics. Make your props come to life with motion-activated lights and sounds with the PropMaker Featherwing. The Feather Bluefruit has Bluetooth LE support. You can make wireless projects that are controlled using the free Bluefruit app for iOS and Android. You can also data log sensors and activities like this wearable armband monitor. Drive stepper motors to create CNC projects like a motorized camera slider with an onboard screen. Get creative with the MIDI Featherwing and make musical projects like a custom MIDI instrument. Create a Wi-Fi IoT sensor home air quality monitor. You can log and measure the environment around you and get notifications or alerts. With so many awesome features, it's really easy to add feathers to your projects and get started with electronics. Check out all of the really cool accessories that you can add to your projects. You can browse the site and see all of the different feathers and feather wings. So what projects would you like to make? You can share it with us on Adafruit's weekly show and tell live stream. Thanks so much for watching and don't forget to subscribe for more videos from Adafruit.
And don't forget, 3D Hangouts, everything on Wednesday, you can learn how to make all this stuff and more. The longest running 3D printing show that I'm aware of. There is another, there's no other. That's, I, <laughs> I would be aware of any other That's 3D printing shows. Okay, let's do this. Okay. DigiKey and Adafruit present. This week's Ion MPI is from 3M. That's right. You know 3M. They make all sorts of materials and tools. And this week I saw this I this MPI come up and I was like, that's really useful. I want that. So sometimes we cover like really complicated technical like AI. Yeah, next week we have like a face scanner. Yeah, like we have some like cool, like crazy technological technological ones. But this one is pretty straightforward and simple. But you know, I was thinking if you don't have this and you need it. Like, yeah. you're bummed. Our but most like, popular ion MPIs have been like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that existed. That is. It's a, only a couple bucks, but yeah. it's so useful. All so, right, this, so, what is it? This week is squeegees. So, this is um, a squeegee. Uh, there's two of them there's a gold one and a blue one. Uh, one's a little stiffer than the other. And these are used um, traditionally for applying vinyl. Um, like graphics overlays onto glass or onto cars whenever you see like a car with like an overprint design on it or you see uh, graphics um, that are uh, attached to the wall or to glass. Um, these sorts of squeegees are used. But I was actually thinking of using this for um, squeegeeing paste or um, uh, vinyl appliques onto PCBs or panels or paste deposition. I thought that's what it would be useful for. So I picked up one of each. Um, so they do come in two different like flavors. They've got gold flavor and blue flavor. Um, the gold applicator is kind of the most popular one, and it's um, stiffer. But the blue one, I think, is what I might use. It's nice and flexible, so it's good for when you have a surface that you're applying a film or adhesive or whatever to, and it's not like perfectly flat. So in most videos that I, I looked around for videos um, using these um, applicators and gold was kind of the most popular and I think blue is is maybe the new version that they're now available but I actually kind of like the blue a little bit more I don't know um, so it's pretty straightforward you grab this and you just like squeegee it we have a little video I'll show as well but what I really like about these is it's just like it's just got that right nice mix of firm and uh, flexible so I'll show on the overhead this is the blue one so it's not silicone and it's not like a hard rubber. It's kind of like in between. It definitely feels like it would, it like follows what it, like if you know, if I have my finger here. What's cool about 3M is you know it's the most advanced tested, whatever this is, they're like, this is the best possible material for what you're getting it to do. Well, what I like about, I'll tell you what I actually thought was nice about this. First of all, these are only a couple bucks. But um, again, if you really, if you need to apply a, a film and you want it to come out flat, like this would, you know, you want to use the real thing. And... You know, even though these are not very expensive, um, they're even though they're they're reusable, they they are the price of a disposable thing. But the films that they are used to apply are extremely expensive. So it's like, you know that this has to be good because you wouldn't, 3M wouldn't sell a thing to be used with their hundreds of dollars worth of film, if this two dollar tool would damage it. You know what I mean? Like it's like. They, they had to do a good job with this because so many people are using this to apply very expensive films to very expensive surfaces. Um, so the gold one is, is definitely stiffer, I feel like. I mean, I might use this. I got one of each. Um, the, the blue one, though, is I think what I'm going to use. I like how it's soft, um, and I feel like it would, it, it would work really well for applying paste. That's what I got it for because I get these stencils 
um, and I have to apply um, solder paste onto um, a PCB. And I, you know, I don't like using metal. I know that machines use metal squeegees, but I find that it's really hard to get the good pressure application with metal if you're only using your hands, you don't have this machine. Um, so I really like this because it has just that right amount of flatness to push the paste down in, but softness that it, it glides over the surface very well, but not so soft that it gets damaged by um, the stencil holes. So I'm really liking this, so I'm, I'm glad I got this. I kind of feel like if you need a squeegee and you don't have one, you end up using like a credit card or something, and that ends up causing problems. Also, like we also um, sometimes have to apply screen protectors onto TFTs or devices, and uh, we yeah. always um, end up with bubbles. It's a little frustrating. Um, when you use this, you don't get bubbles. So yeah, like a $2 thing that saves you a half an hour of trying to push bubbles out with your fingernails later. All right. And then uh, there's a video. We're going to show the video from 3M, and then we're going to show it on the DigiKey website. DigiKey site, and you can get it um, P A one B N D or yep. the short URL digikey.com forward slash short forward slash four seven T R R J. Yep. So I recommend. Oh, I recommend uh, if you need to, uh, you know, make, you know, this is only like a couple bucks. They have a lot in stock. Put it in your cart so that next time you check out a DigiKey, you'll get this free, and Good you're going to be like, "Thank you, past me, for yeah. picking up one of these." And that is this week's on MPI. All right, we're going to dive right into new products, right? It's time for new. All right, just a little bit of I should have done like a new shanty. No, 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 no. I don't even know any sea shanties. I did play all of like Assassin's Creed and it had like, you get collect all these sea shanties and it was kind of the best part of the game. Yeah, I gotta say. All right, just a reminder we have Adabox. We're gonna run out in March for sure. So if you get it now though, you will. And we still got gift certificates. Those last forever, never expire, and give them to someone who may start their journey onto a lifelong 
hobby or career of making. If you're stuck at home for the next couple of months, might as well learn a Probably. new skill. Have fun. All right, revision time. Revision time. We have an update to the CCS 811 air quality sensors. These are uh, fairly popular air quality sensors. They have a gas sensor with I2C interface in them. Um, we've had a breakout for a while, but now we have a STEM QT version. Yay! So it has a, we, we changed around the pinout a little bit to make it standardized. So it's like power, ground, clock, data, interrupt, reset, wake. Um, it also is on by default before um, the wake pin was floating or pulled high. Now we we have a jumper on the bottom um, that uh, is is you can open it up if you want with a um, you know a, a screwdriver or a, a, a blade, but by default it's on, so you can use it with I squared C, just plug and play uh, very easily. It's a it's a great little um, effective CO two or volatile organic compound uh, sensor. Um, not as uh, great for CO2 sensing as the Sincerion sensor we had last week, the SCD30. But a lot of people really like the CCS811. I mean, it's popular. I will say it, um, it's gone through some revisions. It no longer has a thermistor measurement um, built in. Um, and it has clock stretching, so it's a little iffy on some platforms. But we have tutorials on using it with Arduino or CircuitPython. Okay, we've got the mask that was in Adabox. Yeah, it's these sparkly, glammy masks. I thought these would be wonderful for New Year's celebrations or holidays. You know, holidays, you always get to play, uh, wear sequins. Um, so uh, we have this sparkly mask. Uh, check it out. It's just sparkly. We have a bunch extra. Um, if you would like to glam it up, uh, these are a great way to look good while being safe. We have uh, five-meter-long versions of these... COB LED strips. This is pure white. So you've got warm white and cool white. And this is showing the one meter strip, the flexibility. Um, and But this shows, okay, you get five meters. Because people are like, I love this, but I want you get five more. meters worth. So what's interesting about this is that you see like that yellow bead in the center. That's covering up like, it's like 350 or so LEDs per meter packed together. So you get this really pure white LED strip. It looks just like one solid lit strip of light there like you don't have like led strip it's often pixelated where you know you have like one pixel and then two inches later another pixel this is it's like pure clean light all the way through um so that's the cool white this is the warm white so one is i think 600 degrees and this one i think is about 300 degrees um kelvin same thing get okay, five meters lit unlit uh this is what it looks like unlit it looks basically the same except it's warm white it's non-addressable. Um, we may eventually have addressable, but... Um, oh, can you go to the red and black? It's not addressable. You only get two wires on the end. On or off? On or off. Well, you can PWM it with a, a transistor, a power transistor to, to dim it. You can use a dimmer circuit. Um, however, you give it 12 volts and it basically the whole thing turns on. So I thought I would uh, maybe just... I could show it on the overhead. Light it up. Or I could just show it here. So light it up. I will light it up. I light it up. Okay, so this is it, 12 volts. So you see it's quite bright. I mean, it, it, it can light up an area, and it's just got this very beautiful pure white look. Yeah. It has a silicone covering, but you can cut it off. You don't have to use the silicone covering. You can, um, it looks a little bit like the Wonder Woman, like, lasso of truth. Yeah. That would be a good project we could build with this. Um, you can wrap your head with it if you'd like. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's recommended. This is super fun. How are you doing over there? Doing good? Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, you can PWM it here. You know, I'll show just a little dimmer. I'm just running it now at 10 and a half volts. Um, but it has, again, this really pure 
white light look to it and it's like super super flexible so it's got like all the joy of led strip but uh a lot of light yeah and it draws like i think like a half an amp per per meter okay thank you so five meters long now and you can cut it by the way you don't have to you know if you, if you only need two meters you can cut it but it's just it's really hard to join these because it's so such a pure strip that there's no gap in between. Like if you cut it, you cut it, you're not going to be able to join it and have it look perfect again. Yeah, as someone said in the chat, this ain't Burning Man, but I didn't get to go. I've only gone once, and like we're not going anytime soon, so that's it's, as close as I'm going to get. Pretty much. So this is the, the the warm white, and then again we have a cool white version as well. So I think beautiful for architectural work, cosplay, lighting. Light just, mummy. <laughs> It's a light mummy, yes. I'm light mummy. It's a light mummy. I am Tron mummy. Tron mummy. Uh, Why not? You can't delete me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so you go. So five meter version. We also stocked the one meter version. But if you want more, again, you can't join them easily. Yeah. If you need two meters, you're better off getting a five meter strip and then cutting it in half. Okay. Right. And then the start of show tonight, besides you, Lady, our community customers, and our entire team at Datafruit is? Um, we put together a little kit. For folks who wanted to make uh, planting projects, it's January, but in a few months, it'll be time to make some plant projects, or maybe you have house plants. Um, so this is a Buckaroo Bonsai kit. You get a water pump, um, the Buckaroo Bonsai, which has a motor driver for the pump, and also uh, pads, alligator clips, um, and stainless steel nails to make a simple uh, sensor for your plant to tell if it's dry. Uh, you put the pump into a uh, water container. Uh, you'd probably cover it so it doesn't evaporate away. Uh, it's a great learning project. You can use it with any micro bit compatible. You can use a clue. You can use um, a micro bit V1 or a micro bit V2. Or like, you know, we showed off the, uh, the BBC uh, High Five board. You could use that as well. Um, and no soldering is required. Everything bolts together. All you need is like a simple screwdriver. And with that is new products. All right. Um, I have got a bunch of top secret videos. Okay. So while we're doing top secret, you can post up your questions and more in Discord. But uh, let's show some top secrets. So this week, um, I've got three short videos, and then we're going to do some stills. So let's take our past videos what and like, past us show. Uh, yeah. Okay, Lady what is this? Hey, I'm testing out the ESP32-S2 Feather that I put together, and I'm doing some low power testing. So I've got my Nordic po Power Profiler Kit 2. And uh, I've got it up here on the computer. And you see, this is it connecting to Wi-Fi, and then it's sending temperature, humidity, and barometric pressure. And then it goes into a deep sleep where it uses only about 80 microamps. Um, and here it is updating on Adafruit IO. So one of the tricks I'm doing here is um, it's got this uh, BME 280 sensor, which is like really close to the ESP32. But what I do is I wake up, I don't turn on the Wi-Fi, I read the sensor data, um, and then I connect to Wi-Fi and send that cache data so I don't have to have as much heating from the ESP onto the sensor. Um, and with 80 microamps, it can last many hours between battery charges. Okay, Lady Ada, what is this? Hey, I'm trying out some new chip-on-board epoxy-coated NeoPixel strips. So these are similar to the one-color COB chip-on-board strips that we've gotten, but they've actually got, you know, NeoPixel compatibles inside. So they've got this, like, bead of silicone epoxy and, like, 330 NeoPixels per meter. So extremely high density, but very smooth color. 
Um, you can almost not even see the difference between each color along the strip. And I'm driving it with a little Cutie Pie M0. Um, so far, so good. I think they are going to be a little delicate, so you just have to be careful with them. But if you want like a smooth neon look um, that is very thin and very flexible, uh, this is definitely going to do the job for you. Cool stuff. Hi, Lady Ada. What is this? Hey, everybody. I just got this ESP32 S2 Feather put together. It's got the mini module, STEM QT, and it's got a built-in BME 280 humidity, temperature, and barometric pressure sensor and battery monitor. So I thought a really great demo would be to, in CircuitPython, have that sensor data sent to Adafruit.io. So I whipped up together a real quick CircuitPython code demo using all of our libraries. And there you go. I'm sending that data to Adafruit.io. You can see the temperature, humidity, barometric pressure, and battery. And if I breathe on this, you'll see the humidity pops up. So I'm sending data every five seconds, and it's working great. So next up, I'm going to try this out in Arduino to make sure it works there as well. All right. Um, then here's some of the photos and more. We got the ESP32 S2 minis in. That's what we used on those feathers. Yeah, and then we were bringing up this board. This is the TFT version of the ESP32 S2 feather, so just verifying that the TFT works. Yeah, and then you can see we got a few boards here, including the Trinky. Trinky. And here's a preview of some of the art for Cyberdeck, which is our Raspberry Pi accessory. We're making these now. Yeah, pretty soon. And that is the tough secrets for the week. Back in the vault. Mm, back in the vault with you. Okay, yeah, so slash discord. Join all of us there. Let's do Come some on by. questions. Ask questions. We are here. Yeah, so let me see what's on Discord, and then we'll go there. Question, during the factory footage, we saw a humidity control cabinet. What components need that? I'm sorry, what? what, what? A humidity control cabinet? What components well, need that? Oh, um, LEDs need that. Neopixels need it. Um, you know, if they get uh, water, humidity. In the winter, it's not as important, but, you know, we still do it out of, out of just um, uh, consistency. Um, but it can cause popcorning of uh, LEDs, or it can pop the lenses. Neopixels particularly are very sensitive to it, so um, we pop them in there. All right, folks like the um, LED mummy. Yeah, Good. that was just a start, and someone said they're going to go as a Tron mummy for Halloween after quarantine. Um, Good idea. I always think about these like universes that science fiction um, directors, authors, people make. Surely there was Halloween in Tron. What was that like? What was that like? Surely they, they had their yeah, own mythologies. Like, yeah. You know, eventually, like in the Matrix trilogy, I know some people don't believe that there was a Matrix 2 and 3 because, you know, they weren't that great. But, yeah. um, you know, there was like werewolves and vampires and all that stuff. Kind of neat, you know, bringing all those things it together. It is really weird. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mummies um, are, are an un, unmined uh, mythology. Yeah. All right. And then I saw some questions earlier, but I think you might have to repost them because the scrolling is... Uh, I think someone, uh, they were asking about how do they learn to write circuit Python libraries? Like, what's the best? Oh, well, you know, a really good way is to look at some of our simpler Python libraries and see how they're written. So if you're looking for, like, a sensor library, something like the HT20 is simple. Um, but really, a library is just code that was in a, you know, a script that just we added functions and then we turned it into an object. So it's not like the library has anything unique or special to it, it's just code that is encapsulated. Um, all of our libraries are open source, so go through them and, and 
pick out some that you know maybe you're familiar with the technology behind it, uh, and then read that sensor. Feel a little bit guilty with so much single-use plastic. Is there a better way to ship? It's a good question. Um, you know, there's um, paper shipping. There's save up your order, order more things at once to you know have less burden. But you know, one of the things that we try to do is have minimal packaging, and then if you we really have very little packaging. Yeah. I mean, like we have the minimal anti-static and protective packaging. There's nothing decorative. I'll say this, and this isn't now it works out, but. If you look at your own personal footprint, if you were to take, like, one less flight a year, like, yeah. you're, you're looking at, like, quite a bit if you want to do, like, what's my offset on things? There's a lot of things that you can do, walk more than, you know, hop in a car, Yeah. Um, where it's kind of hard when you're purchasing something because it has to ship. There's a lot of things outside of your control. So I'd say, like, look at the things that are in, in your control that you can, you know, reduce... Yeah, um, shipping. Repairing and something is better than buying something new, too. That's the other thing. Look, the single-use plastic is bad, but the, the, the shipping, the fuel that's used in shipping is also not great. So, um, you know, minimal packaging, less weight, less volume. Um, if you do ship something, you know, try to, to bundle things. I mean, we don't do the thing like, the, you know, Amazon does where you order three things and they ship in three packages on three days. It's like yeah. you, use three, you now use three times as much fuel as necessary because you could have just put it on like one truck and shipped as one thing. So, um, yeah, definitely. I think like that's, that's what we try to do. We also try to, we really do try to minimize packaging and use recycled, uh, plastic and paperboard when, when possible. All right. This is an educator. Would love to encourage a hack a day for a second to fifth grade students. Do you have any guidance or for primary students? Yes. In fact, when I started hack a day a million years ago, not running it now. Um, I just like, I always kind of say like, is the thing I'm working on, can you put the words for kids and does it work? So, um, like, we have a GitHub for uh, kids series that I want to do. But uh, Hackaday was always intended for very young people. And so Hackaday for kids is it's not the idea that they're doing a Hackaday. It's they're doing something every single day. And what you want to do is have a publishing mentality for kids to get them on there. Get a big calendar. And if, you, if, if at least one student comes in with a hack and you have to define what that is like oh it's a cool clever thing yeah you put a little x on the calendar and what you want to do is chain all these together i've heard the jerry seinfeld story about like how to get good habits but this is something that if you look at adafruit we have um, microbit monday wearable wednesdays 3d thursday when you start to get into a publishing system yeah. and you start thinking about what can i do for that thing that's coming up you have a different lens and i think teaching kids that so hack a day um, one of my, the idea behind it was, I know I can have a post a day. And at times, someone said, "There's no way you're going to get a project a day." Now, like we have now, there's multiple. Have, yeah. yeah, if I could just write, I could do hundreds a day. Um, and if I could just make, I could at least do one a day. But uh, for kids, I think what you want to do is just start having them bring in something that they made, and then build that up to something that maybe they and it could be art. Yeah, you know? it something could they be repaired. Crafting. Yeah, it something that someone made and gave to them. And then what you do, and I think the best way to do it is make sure that you're documenting something. Everyone has a camera in some way because they have a phone. And just make sure you're taking a picture of it and you're publishing it somewhere on the Internet. So it could be private so the kids and the parents can see it. And that's really important. Even if you're just using GCal and dragging an image to the, the note section, that's fine. Even if you're just using the built-in things like the photo reel, um, just make sure you back it up. Or if you're using like iCloud or whatever with your iPhone, or if you're using Google Photos, just make sure that you have a calendar-based way to see it. Because you know, a kid who's in um, second or fifth grade, one year for them, they grow like 
you know, a foot. I know. For them, it's like their entire life. Yeah, so half their life is over the course of a couple grades. Yeah. So I'd say just make sure you're you're documenting it. It's special to do something in person, but just make sure you have something to look back at, too. So that's the main... That's the main right. advice. All right. Uh, let's see if we have any other questions here. Da, 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 no, nothing there. Uh, this person's plant loves the stem and moisture detector. Our stem and moisture detector probably really likes your plant. All right. Next up, um, this person has this uh, similar, anyone have similar to a Peltier monitor module, they want to use a backpack though. Um. Yeah, a Peltier is all you really have for, I mean, we have this, uh, if you're just heating, heating is easy. Um, you know, you don't, if you don't need to cool something off, then you don't need a Peltier heater. Um, you can just use heating material. We have multiple fabrics and materials that are heater fabrics. Um, and they're really flexible and, and easy to use. You just apply power and they heat up. Um, cooling, though, is really hard. Um, you know, you basically need to use a Peltier or like an air conditioning unit. So if you can get away with just heating, uh, use heating fabric. Okay. And with that, I think those are our questions. Okay. All right, everybody. That's our show for this Happy week. Happy New Week. Happy New Week. Um, let's just get to like Wednesday next week. Yeah. We're really, really, really looking forward to, go one week at a time. to a super boring Wednesday next week. I want it to be super boring. We just do Ask an Engineer and Show and Tell. And uh, we don't have to like be breaking news and just like, you know, trying to... Uh, Comfort each other for mm-hmm. something terrible that's happening. I would like it to be boring. I'm looking forward to boring. Okay. Oh, boring. And then do like. See, it's like it's fun. Light mummy. I think like LED shibari could be cool too. See, that's cool. All right. All right. So um, special thanks to Car who's running stuff behind the scenes. Uh, all of our editor for team members, all of our editor for customers, everyone in the community in chats for the excellent questions and participation tonight. Thank you so much, everybody. As you can tell, we're excited about the future. We think you should be too. Uh, I know it's been, you know, a long 10 months together, but there is lots of hope. We're in a tunnel. There's light. We can see it. Um, take it from us. We've been in New York this entire time. Um, we're going to keep making stuff and sharing and doing a good job, trying to be a good company and good people. So thank you so much for being part of this show with us. We'll see everybody next week. Bye, everybody. Here's your moment of Zener. See you next week. <laughs>